We are here at the conclusion of round one of the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Luke Curdenine and myself, Dylan DeChair. And Luke, we had some good action today. We did. We had some big-name players playing well. Tigers showing up all of a sudden. My boy, Justin Rose, put together a great round. Pride of England, Justin yeah. Rose. I'm so pumped about this. I knew you would be on this. He just poured in a birdie putt to finish off his round of mm. six under 65. Massive roar on 18. <laughs> there was a massive roar. It wasn't quite a tiger roar. <laughs> I think it was like a tiger par tap-in. Got about the same roar as Justin Rose's closing birdie. But let's take a look at that leaderboard. There is Rose. He had a heck of a round. Then five, four or five guys behind him at five under par. So there were some low scores. Yeah, Ricky Fowler was at five under. And i got to say, Ricky Fowler is one of those guys who I wasn't really high on coming into the tournament. But in retrospect, it makes so much sense that he's playing well this week. Doesn't really hit the ball the furthest, but he's like super. He's just a really good iron player. Makes a lot of birdies. The greens aren't rolling that fast this week. When he was like shooting up the leaderboard there, I was just I was sort of annoyed at myself. Because I was like, ah, this makes so much sense. Like, well, and he can shape the ball off the tee. He can hit those little cuts yeah. that kind of work all around this golf course um you look at a bunch of these names on the leaderboard there are guys that have been in contention at majors yeah xander shoffley shot five under he's been in the mix everywhere louis shot five under he's been in the mix um you look down the leaderboard rory yeah. your other boy my other boy i, I i'm i gotta tell you i'm not in the mood for like a louis Oosthuizen <laughs> major win at pebble beach i gotta say i'm very high on the rory McIlroy train obviously um, Henrik Stenson's up there. Yeah. I think Franco Molinari is the guy who's kind of lurking. He's at three under right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's at three under. So he's inside the top 10 after one round. It is and such a deep leaderboard right now because you are not even naming my boy Ches Reevy. Also <laughs> shot three under. It's like a minor miracle that Ches Reevy's inside the top 10 right now. He's the ball nowhere. It was like, it was like this at Beth Page, too. Guy hits the ball nowhere. He was he couldn't reach two of the greens at Beth Page. It's the same thing this week. It's not quite as long, obviously, but he's just playing so good. You gotta respect it. Put some respect on his name. And then, of course, you get down to King Kepka, world number one, Brooks Kepka, two-time defending champion. And actually he came out of the gates hot and people were like, All right, this thing's over again. Are we doing this? Three hundred through five, uh, chipped in. He ended up kind of fading down the stretch, shot two under. He's right where he needs to be. Yeah, I sort of th feel like uh, Brooks Kepka's better when he can hit a lot of drivers. You know, Beth Page makes a lot of sense because he hits that little fade. You know, he kind of gets it under control, especially when he's playing well. I didn't, I mean, we were talking about this even before the first round where I said, I didn't know if Brooks was actually, obviously this layout kind of suits him because he's just a really good player. But I don't know. I feel like he's best when he has a driver in his hands. He can actually let it rip a little bit. But man, when he was when he was three under through four or whatever it was, three under through five, I was like, yeah, I guess we're just living in a world where Brooks Kepka is going to win every single major. I mean, and you you can keep going down this leaderboard because there's so many guys that are within four or five shots of the lead. There are fifty something guys at even par or better. So scores were low. So let's get into the golf course a little bit. Do you think that this is the setup that the USGA wanted. I think it's like the uh, it's the USGA protecting against the worst case scenario, right? They didn't want another Shinnecock too early. Um, I do have faith. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm very much one. I, I want the US Open to be difficult. I want I want the players yes. complaining. Yes. Uh, I think that's like you know we get, we give them a gift every other week of the year. We say go make as many birdies as you want. You don't need to hit the fairway. It's fine. You don't need to hit the green. It's all good. You just make your birdies. Well, I'm saying th this is the one week a year where, like, no, we're asking you to be tough. 
which is something golfers don't often have to do, right? Yeah. Um, so I, wa- I want to see it. I, I want to see that this week. So I'd be disappointed if it ends like this, but I don't think it will. I think it'll get tougher as the week goes on. Yeah, I had an awesome conversation with Joel, Joel Dahman and his caddy uh, yesterday talking about how hard do you guys want the course to be? And they were so funny. They were like, we want the winning score to be seven over. We want guys snapping clubs over their knees. We want chaos. We did not get that today. Uh, we had balls spinning back. Guys were holding out wedge shots from like the back fringe um, because things were so soft. I think it was softer than they planned. But like you said, they were protecting against maybe a high wind, dry day, things getting baked out. And we are nowhere close to that. Yeah, it was like a bit of a crisis PR situation yes. today, right? They, they, they want a good look after day one. Of the Phil year, Mickelson so. came out and said he loved it. He was so impressed with the way the course was set up. So yeah, I see, think... I, see, I don't love hearing that. Like, no. c- come on, keep keep that at home. This is the U.S. Open. This is, uh, I, I, I must say, though, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's quite foggy and cold. It's like classic British weather here. I, I, if they intend to bake this course out... It's not going to be that easy with all this fog rolling in, right? You look at the 2000 U.S. Open. What do you think the winning score was after the first round? Oh, I, I, I mean, this is such a stupid example, though, because Tiger I mean, the 2000 U.S. It Open. It was Tiger Woods. The, the okay. greatest player ever playing his best, like, golf ever. Six under. What, what was second place in 2000? That's it the was, big question. It was five under. Oh, Six yeah. under led, five under was in second, just like this year. And you know what happened there. Final winning score ended up at 15 under, second place, or sorry, 12 under, and the and second place was three over at the end of the week. All right. So there could still be some madness afoot. That's right, and uh, I think I think the most notable part of that entire U.S. Open, I mean, I mean, including the Tiger Woods hero, was uh, Brandel Chambly's first round <laughs> inside the top 10 of the first round. Uh, I think he was T11. I think he was oh, just was outside the top oh, 10. There. Sorry, Brandel. Still one for the ages. Still a shout out, uh, but. <laughs> Would you like to see it toughen up? Would you like to see it harder? Guys eject a little bit? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, 100%. This is way too easy, I think, today. Um, but I'm willing to give it a pass because I get it, right? Shinnecock kind of spiraled out of control a little bit towards the end. I don't think it was quite as tough as everybody says. But there was that. There, it's true. There was a moment there on Saturday where it got a little too difficult. And I think that's evident, evidenced by the fact that uh, Tony Fernandez kind of shot up the leaderboard without doing much of anything because his round had already finished. So I wouldn't have liked yeah. to see it a little tougher today. Um, but you know what? I, I'm going to kind of hold my cards to my chest a little bit because I think as this plays out, it will get more difficult. I think they'll just stop watering the course. And yeah. I think it'll just get dry and dry. I did hear that they have turned off the sprinklers, essentially. They're done with that. And, and one interesting conversation conversation I had with John Bodenhammer on Monday he said the wedge shots he wants to see go land skip skip check then run out a few feet he had a very specific vision for what he wanted his wedge shots to do today they were ripping back um so we'll see going forward. I mean, I feel like if you hit a wedge shot into this table, that's what it would do. Right? <laughs> it would like bounce yeah, a few times. That's what and they want. Rolling. That's what they want. All right. Speaking of guys who looked like they were hitting greens, there were tables. Smooth transition. <laughs> Jordan smooth. Speed. Yeah. Made some headlines today uh, because of the way he treated his caddy and his, you know, sometimes <laughs> therapist Michael Greller. He was picked up on the eighth hole on some mics questioning the judgment of his caddy he hit his tee shot through the fairway and down over the cliff 
which is obviously always a threat, but guys never actually do it. They never, you know, they protect against hitting it through the fairway and, you know, into the Pacific Ocean. You don't see it that often. <laughs> then he drops, hits it over the green, and he said something to the effect of, I just hit two perfect shots, made two perfect swings, and we got screwed both times. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Jordan Spieth. I think he's a perfectly nice guy. I've met him. I've interviewed him. He was incredibly nice. He's a really smart guy, too, which I feel like we don't make enough about. But he was being such a baby here, I think. I mean, <laughs> f first of all, Michael Granit doesn't pick the clubs. He makes the suggestions. Spieth is the one pulling the clubs here, right? So as far as, like, hitting a shot and then blaming Grella, then don't pull the club if you disagree with Grella. Like, I mean, I think it's totally out of order what he did the way he went at Grella. I, I just think it's out of order. I, I think one piece of defense, as now a PGA Tour caddy myself... Oh, that's right. <laughs> you don't have a sense that you are mic'd up all the time, that you are being caught on camera all the time. You kind of are just doing your thing, existing in your world out there. And he probably got in after his round and had no idea that this was going to be a story. So that's in, de in his defense. Yeah, On the other hand, I'm with you because, look, it wasn't like Greller made some big impassioned case for these clubs. I was out following this group. They kind of just agreed on them. And then he hit the shots he hit. Didn't work out the way they wanted. Deal with it. Yeah, and, and let's be clear. Like, Grella is like the Tiger Woods of caddies. He's not the de chair of caddies. He is like the Tiger Woods of caddies. When he makes a club suggestion, you have to pay attention. Am I right? Well, yeah, this is probably true. And he gets a little more TV time. Speaking <laughs> of the Tiger Woods, though, we got to touch on the, uh, the needle mover who shot one under par today. It was kind of a strange round for Tiger. He went out, he, he made a birdie on uh, four, and then he hit this crazy double cross on five, the par three, 30, 40 yards left almost of his target. Made double, came back, made a couple birdies, and then uh, made par on about his last 12 holes. So, I don't know, what did you make of Tiger's round today? Yeah, it's weird because, I mean, coming into this tournament, Tiger Woods is playing such good golf right now. I mean, I... I it, it was one of these where I think I said to you a few days ago, I'm increasingly talking myself into Tiger Woods winning at Pebble because he played really well here in, to, to, in uh, 2010 too. Um, so I, I really thought he was going to play well, but as his round uh, kicked off, he actually wasn't really, that, that form, that current form wasn't really reflective in the way he was playing. Um, but he kind of got it together there towards the end. And I, it was pretty impressive. I think what we saw from Tiger Woods today uh, was a guy who wasn't playing very well, but kind of ground out around. So I actually wouldn't be surprised to see him sort of put the accelerator down a little bit in the, in the forthcoming days. It was kind of a, a game manager day for him. He made a bunch of par saves, you know, lengthy par saves. He had one on the second hole. He had a big one on number 14 where he gave a, a huge fist pump after a 30-footer went in for par. Um, but he, he missed a few balls left. His irons weren't as tight as they usually are, but this still is a golf course for people that manage their ball around. You see these guys that have been in contention at tough majors, Xander, Ricky, guys like Louis Oosties. And so, I mean, it makes sense that he should be hanging around and that he should find another gear. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that just being out here on site for the first time this week, that it's put in perspective for me, right? Like, the greens are tiny here. Um, it's not Tiny. Tiny. Like, 18 is just like a postage stamp of a green. Um, so it's really hard to hit that green in three, let alone in two. Um, it's not that long a course either. The rough no. is sort of up to... So a guy like Tiger Woods, whose mind is just so sharp right now, he's such a good iron player, he's not the best driver in the world, 
this is the kind of track where he actually does some interesting stuff on. Yeah, and he was keeping the ball in play today. That's huge here. As as playable as the golf course is, you still don't want to be in the rough. You know, yeah. it's plenty thick. They've stopped cutting it. They will not cut it again. It's it's only going to get thicker, a little bit wet. Um, what do you expect from the golf course the rest of the week and from this tournament? Yeah, so like I'm saying, I'm hoping the USJ just sort of cuts water to the place. They just let it bake. Maybe the sun pokes out a little bit to uh, you know to help the process along a little bit. Um, but outside of that, you know, the rough will, the, the rough is pretty dense right now. I don't think the rough is that long, but it's just kind of wet and thick, so it's not fun to hit out of. I do think that what the uh, Justin Rose is at six under right now. Um, love to see him get the victory, but I th I actually do think that you know four to three under sort of. If I was to make a winning score prediction, that seems about right to me. I don't think it's gonna go much forward from here. I think it's gonna stay the same or come back even a little bit. I think it's gonna keep going just because you have so many guys that are under par. Someone's just gonna get hot tomorrow and keep it going. I asked John Bodenhammer at the start of the week what he was nervous about. He said the only thing he was really nervous about was the weather. He can't control the weather. And I think he meant he thought the weather would get too bad. I'm nervous the weather won't get bad enough mm. because th these scores could just keep getting deeper and deeper. The golf course may not firm up enough. I think they want it to firm up more. They want it to be a tougher test, but I'm not sure we'll get that opportunity. I hope we do. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect to like Aaron Hills, I don't want another Aaron Hills style US Open where somebody's just making a bunch of birdies, running away from the pack. Uh, Pinehurst was a little like that with Martin Keimer, who's lurking on the leaderboard in T16 right now. Uh, I don't want, I don't want, even though I love Justin Rose, I don't want him running away from the pack here. I want him to come back. I want it to be a dogfight. Oh, well, it's going to be a condensed leaderboard, that's for sure. The cut line will be really interesting to watch at that two, three over number may not be all that far back from the lead. So you're going to have guys that barely make the cut and will still be in contention. A lot, a lot of good names on this leaderboard and really overall a great day one. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all pans out. All right, we'll check back in from Pebble Beach tomorrow.